so this happened yesterday, and I'm still pretty shaken up. Just for some backstory, I'm a 25-year-old female, and my boyfriend and I both have jobs where we can work from home and in an office. I was extremely tired yesterday morning, so I decided to work from home as my boyfriend went into the office, so I was alone all day with just my dog and cat at home with me. The day was normal as any other workday from home that I've taken until about 1.30 p.m. This is where things took a turn. I had just hopped into a work meeting when my doorbell rang. We have one of those ring doorbells with a camera and it notifies my boyfriend's phone that someone's at the door. I texted my boyfriend and I asked if he could check who it was and he said it was an older man who looked kind of sketchy and did not answer the door. So I ignore the door and go back to my meeting. 20 minutes later, I'm done with my meeting and I decided to check my phone. I always keep my phone on do not disturb while I'm working. And as soon as I checked it, I noticed all of the calls and texts that I'd missed from my boyfriend. Panicked, I immediately called him back and he frantically asked me why I haven't been answering. I told him I was in a work meeting and he tells me to look out the window as the man hasn't left our property yet. I very quietly walk over to the front windows of our house and peek out. And sure enough, the man's in our driveway. He had parked his old beat-up truck next to our car in our driveway, and he was looking back and forth very sketchily. He had on dirty jeans and a dirty gray tank top. I immediately run back to our bedroom, and at this point, my heart is pounding in my chest. I tried to comfort myself by just saying that maybe he had the wrong house, but no. The man began looking through our windows trying to see inside, and he proceeded to try and open our back gate, which was locked. As I mentioned earlier, I have a large dog, and at this point, my dog is snapping and growling at the front door. As I still had my boyfriend on the phone, and he was actively watching the man on the camera app on his phone, I asked him what I should do since I was in full panic mode and completely alone. Call 911, he firmly said. I did as he said, and with shaky hands I called. While I waited for the police to arrive, I texted my mom to let her know of the situation, and she immediately dropped what she was doing and said she was on her way. The man was still snooping around the house and looking through our windows. At this point, I had no idea what his intentions were, and by the looks of it, they didn't seem good, and I was really afraid he would see me. As soon as the man saw the police coming down the road, he hopped in his truck and sped off. I ran outside to the officer, and at this point, my mom had arrived as well. In tears, I explained what happened, and thankfully my mom got the man's license plate number. The police took his license plate number, as well as description, and they told me they'd be on lookout for him. I know this may not seem as scary as some of the other stories here, but when you're alone and there's a man looking through your windows and not leaving your property, you have no idea what his intentions are, and it's absolutely terrifying. I wasn't able to sleep last night because I was so terrified, thinking he would come back to try and finish what he started. I'm hoping the police call me with an update since we had the license plate number. And if they do, I will provide an update.
and to the strange man who wouldn't leave my property. Please don't come back again. For context, I'm a girl, and the story took place when I was 18 years old. At the time, I was living with my father, but he was working long shifts away from home, so I spent a lot of time alone. One day I was home alone and trying to study in my bedroom. It was around 7pm and dark outside. I was used to studying alone like this with my headphones on. My bedroom was at the back of the house facing the garden, which has a gate at the back leading to a large field. It wasn't unusual to get distracted by the occasional noise at night because the fields were really popular with dog walkers. This time though, it was different. I was trying to focus on my homework when a bright light came streaming through the window. I peeked out expecting to see a person and their dog, but I couldn't locate the source of the light. I went back to what I was doing, assuming it was someone walking who'd accidentally shone the light at my window. The next night it happens again. A bright light through my window, specifically with no dog walker in sight. This time I was frustrated and I questioned if it could be the same person being creepy or trying to see into my room as I kept the curtains open. I spent longer looking out the window this time, trying to figure out the source of the light. I soon realized it was coming from somewhere close. It was coming from my own garden, and the gate connecting to the fields seemed to be open. My heart started beating really fast, and I didn't know what to do. I quickly texted my dad, saying that I thought someone was in the garden. He told me to make sure that all of the doors were locked and that he'd be home as soon as he could. I snugged down the stairs as quietly as possible, not wanting whoever was outside to know I was there. I checked the front door and thank God it was locked. I crept to the back door facing the garden and just as I was about to check it, I then saw the handle going down like someone was trying to open the door. Thankfully, that door was locked too, but they did try a few times to open it. By this point, I was absolutely terrified and shaking. I heard them try and pull at the kitchen window as well, but they had no luck. I tried to get a look at the person, but all I could tell was that they were white and tall. It was too dark to pick out any features. They seemed to be getting frustrated now and then started banging at the window like they wanted to force it to break or open. I looked towards the front of the house, and my dad's car still wasn't there, and I was getting worried. Then by some miracle, I heard my neighbor's back door open, and their large dog barking loudly. They must have noticed the stranger, and then let out their dogs to scare them away. And it worked. I haven't seen them around again. I've never been so thankful for my neighbor's loud dogs before, and now I always check the doors are locked, even more than I used to. This happened when I was 17. I'm 22 now, and still thinking about it haunts me to this day. I was at my house on a Friday night. My mother was out of town for the weekend visiting some friends, so I had the house all to myself for the weekend. That night, I invited my friend Dan over for the night, and we decided to watch a scary movie. We got some snacks and soda, and we then turned on my favorite horror movie of all time, 
which has dragged me to hell. The one where that loan officer denies an old woman's request for an extension on her mortgage, and she then gets a curse put on her, where she has to break it within three days, or she'll get literally dragged to hell. Anyways, about an hour into the movie, me and Dan were having a good time and laughing at random shit in the movie. I paused the movie because I had to go to the bathroom, and just as I walked into the bathroom, I saw out the window that the sky looked green. I knew that there was going to be a storm, but I didn't pay attention to it. So I did my business, washed up, and went to continue the movie. Well, after the movie was over, me and Dan got an alert on our phones. The alert said that there was going to be a tornado warning until 7.45pm and to seek shelter now and that the threat level was really extreme. We immediately left the house to get to the storm shelter in the trailer park. Yeah, I lived in a trailer park at the time, so we had to evacuate the trailer. Just as we got to the storm shelter, that was when all of the sirens started to go off and the wind started to get violent. The owner of the trailer park unlocked the shelter and us and everyone else in the trailer park got inside of it. We went down to the basement and all huddled. About 10 minutes later, the power went out and we could all hear the wind getting really violent and what sounded like a freight train shook the whole building. It shook so violently that I actually thought it was going to collapse. I started crying and I thought we were going to die. Me, Dan, and everyone else in the shelter started freaking out. There were five loud crashing sounds that came from outside. I was so terrified that I felt like I was going to shit myself. We then heard a loud roar of the tornado's wind from outside through the structure of the building. Then about 10 minutes of noise later, it stopped. We were then given the all clear. We all left the shelter, and from the damage we all saw, I couldn't believe it. To say the damage was crazy is an understatement. There were a few cars flipped upside down, a couple of trees were uprooted, and three houses were damaged. Two others were completely leveled, and another house had a car crash into it. Me and Dan hugged each other tightly while crying hysterically, because we were really glad to be alive. We were probably doing this for about 15 minutes, then we walked back to my house. Luckily, all it had was just a little bit of side damage. Dan also lived in the trailer park at the time. Dan's mom and sister said when they got back to their house, there was damage to the roof. I invited Dan to spend the night at my house tonight. He agreed since he was still terrified. His mom and sister were cool with it too. I know this isn't the typical story with a creeper, but it was still terrifying and I will never forget that day. Hey everyone, I need to take a quick moment and a little break from the stories to thank today's sponsor, ShipStation. Have you ever been in the process of ordering something, but you had to abandon the card because the shipping was just way too expensive? Well, that's what makes ShipStation so great. When you use ShipStation, you can lower shipping costs, and it makes returns easy and keeps your customers happy. ShipStation works great if you have your own small business, whether it's on Etsy, Instagram, eBay, or wherever it is, it can really be beneficial to your business. You'll get the best discounts in the industry, 
and you'll never have to worry about overpaying for shipping. You can get up to 84% off USPS and UPS rates. And if that's not enough, you can use my promo code to try ShipStation for free for two months. You also get a free trial and quick setup. Now's the time to try ShipStation if you've ever been on the fence. Use promo code CANNIBAL today at ShipStation.com to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CANNIBAL. For a little reference about me, I was around 13 or 14 at the time. I lived with my mother, as well as my little sister, who was 9 or 10 at the time, as well as my Maltese dog. We lived in a two-story house that was like one of those homes that are smooched together as like one house. Ours were on the right if you looked at it from the road, and our neighbors were on the left side. The area that we lived in was very low income and had very high crime rates in North Carolina. Now that you know a little bit about it, I can continue with the story. It was a late summer night, around 10 or 11 p.m., my mother told me that she was going to go and pick up a boyfriend that she had been seeing at the time and that me and my sister will be home alone. She left the house soon after and I started playing my Xbox for a couple of hours. Later at around 12 a.m., I was hungry and I went downstairs to go and get a few snacks before I went to bed that night. I can remember vividly that I was in my small kitchen grabbing Takis and also drinking milk from the carton like a dumb teenager when I had the sixth sense feeling coming over me, like that there was someone or something watching me. In my kitchen, it's very small, and it's also integrated with the dining room. In the dining room is a huge window that lets you see into the clothing lining and backyard that we shared with our neighbors. The window wasn't fully open, but the curtains weren't the best, and you can still see if the lights are on. I felt like I was being watched from that window as I was doing my late night food raid. My dog sensed this feeling as well, and he too started staring out the window, until I quickly grabbed the rest of my food and went upstairs. When I went upstairs, I crashed on the bed and I tried to get some sleep. I woke up at around 12.30am to feel and hear my dog jumping off my bed and then run downstairs. I quickly fell back to sleep until I then heard my dog continually barking and growling from downstairs. After him barking for a steady five minutes, I yelled from my bed for him to shut the hell up, and as soon as I yelled, I then heard a loud crash from my living room, as if something really big fell down from an elevated place. I snapped my head up, and I tiptoed to my stairs. I then carefully went down to the stairs, with my heart banging out of my chest. My dog had gone completely silent, and somehow my sister was still dead asleep in her room. When I got to the last four steps of the stairs, I could poke my head around the corner, and I could see into the living room where all of the commotion came from. When I looked slowly, I saw our AC unit that we had put on our window was in the floor. The window where it was installed was fully open, and there was a black gloved hand that was in the middle of reaching in when the person who was trying to get in saw my face and then slammed the screen window that was connected shut. My dog was near the dining room table and was just staring. When the screen window slammed shut, I sprinted up the stairs two at a time 
and into my mother's room where her phone was. My mother always told me to only use it if there was ever an emergency. I scrambled to put her number in, and I desperately waited for her to pick up at the top of my stairs, terrified to go back down the stairs. My mom picks up, and she asks if I'm okay, but I just yell into the phone, saying someone tried to break in. She says for me to stay on the phone and to grab my sister, and then go next door to my neighbor's. When I go to my sister's room, I shake her awake and then frantically tell her to get up. Now, my sister isn't the most friendliest person with being suddenly awoken because she was groggy and she had no awareness of what was going on until I literally picked her up out of the bed. I wasn't the strongest kid in the world at the time, but I did play football, and with all of the adrenaline rushing, I hauled her up with no problem and I ran down the stairs with her in my arms in a firefighter carry. I slammed my body out the front door, and I ran right next door to my neighbors banging on the front door. I felt like I was standing there for an eternity, but in reality, it was probably only 30 seconds, with still no answer from my neighbors. In my head, I just said, fuck it, and I started running down the street in my bare feet with my sister behind me, who was now full awake and fully aware of the seriousness of the situation at hand. With our stroke of luck, there were two men who were coming off of a night shift at the nearby McDonald's, and they were driving down the road in my neighborhood. I ran right in front of the car, not even caring if I got hit, and I then screamed for them to help us. The first guy who got out and was driving asked if we were okay, and I told him what happened. I was still on the phone with my mother, and she then screamed at me, asking who we were talking to, and I handed the phone to the guy who talked to my mother who told her we were all right. He then told us we could wait inside his car while him and his friend checked out our house, as well as around it for the person who did this. It was honestly a blur of just how long we waited until my mom got there, but the police were called at some point. I was coming off my adrenaline at that point, and it all really hit me at once. I later found out that the person who broke in was doing it to all the nearby houses all week and ours was the only one where they could actually break it open. As far as I know, they never found the person, and we ended up moving out of that house soon after. It still really creeps me out to this day on what could have possibly happened if I wouldn't have been such a light sleeper. But thank God I'm not. My parents live in a huge two-story blue Victorian house on six acres in rural Texas. It has the foyer in the middle where the front door is with two large normal side windows to each side of the door. This house has four bedrooms and three and a half bathrooms over 3,200 square feet. The curved staircase starts to the left across from the left window to the front door. If you stand outside, you're looking up the stairs from that window. My room is upstairs, and to the right with a large set of bay windows at the front. It makes it so that I can look out to each of the three windows to see each side of the house in the front. I hope that makes sense. I was 18 and home alone as my family left and went to Florida while I was working, and I didn't have the vacation time to leave with them. So I have this huge house in the middle of nowhere, Texas, all to myself, with my cat Oscar. Now, I sleep with my door pushed to but not closed so that the cat can come in and out of my room in the night and not wake me up. I'm dead asleep 
and I'm awoken by a loud banging on the front door. It's 3 a.m. Like, what the hell? I go to the left side bay window and peek out the window. I see a sheriff's cruiser in the side driveway. What the hell? What's going on? I think to myself. I go to my bedroom door and it's closed and locked. Again, what the hell? I unlock it and I go to the top of the stairs. I then yell down to the man at the door. He comes to the left window next to the door, yelling, Hey mama, you okay? Let me in. So I yell back down to him to put his badge on the window so I can see it. He pulls his badge out while I walk down the stairs to the front door and then turn on the porch light. It looks right and he's in full uniform. Please let me in. We got a 911 call from this house. Did you call 911? I reply back with, Um, I was asleep. I didn't call 911. And he then says back, Hurry up. Someone called. There was breathing on the line for five minutes, and then the line went dead. I just reply again with, Sir, I'm the only one here. I didn't call 911. Well, open the door and let me check, he says and he starts looking at me with a lot of fear in his eyes. I told him that the front door is broken and that you can only lock it from outside. He walks all the way around to the backside door into the pitch black of night. I open the door and I let him inside where he asks to use the phone. He tells me that he's gonna call the 911 operator just to make sure this is the right house first. This is 6220, right? And I tell him yes it is. I hand him the phone from the living room. He calls, and I hear her identify as 911 when it's answered. He gives her his badge number, and he tells her he needs to check that this is the phone that made the 911 call. I hear her reply yes, that that's indeed the number, and reads it back. He then looks at me, and I answer, yeah, that's the number, and she reads the address to him. He looks at me again. And once again, I reply, yeah, that's my address. He tells her what's happening and that he's going to do a search. The operator then asks if he needs any kind of backup and he just says no and hangs up. He hands me the phone and Oscar runs down the stairs, meowing loud and scaring the both of us. Are you sure you're alone here? He asks me. He steps in super close to me and he bends down to whisper in my ear. Ma'am, are you being held here against your will? And I back up and say, No, it's just me and the cat here. I don't think the cat knows how to use the phone. He then just laughs and he tells me not to move. Look, I'm going to search the house. He pulls out his gun and he goes room to room clearing it, both upstairs and downstairs. I stand there and watch. He comes back downstairs, then saying, well, you're right. You are alone. And I reply back with, just me and the cat. He smiles and uses his handset to let them know that there's nothing else going on here and that he cleared the house. He then checks with me one more time that I'm safe. I tell him, yeah, I'm all good. I'm probably not going to sleep for the rest of the night, but I'm good. I walk him out and he turns and says, call back if you need me and lock this door. I'm going to stay around the area tonight if I can, 
and I then smiled, closed the door, and locked it. What the fuck just happened? How did my bedroom door get closed and locked? How did our house phone call 911? And why was there breathing? Was I sleepwalking? Was someone actually in my house? What the fuck happened? Yeah, that was a really strange night.